Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Saturday, October 19th. Sunny out. We still have golden orange and a little bit of red left in the leaves. It's been getting very cold. It snowed one morning last week when my parents were up and we went on some tours of the leaves and my husband and I went on a nature ride last night. Saw three elk, lots of deer, and all the animals seem to be getting ready for winter. And you know, that means I should be getting ready too. But I'm not picking up the fairy garden yet. I'm procrastinating on it. I just want to leave it out as long as I possibly can. Probably should try to mow the lawn one more time, but it's not been uh, really very dry and nothing's growing. So here we are waiting for the winter season to kick in. I'm in a really trying to clean up the house. You know, it got really dusty when the furnace kicked on, which it kind of does every year. So I did purchase a really nice washable, very long duster from Grove. Um, I still have a membership there. I'm going to keep that for another couple months. It's really nice because it's really long. I can get up in the corners of the ceilings. I can wash the cotton dust part dust cover it's all fluffy and I think that it was a good investment it was less than ten dollars so I'm pretty happy with that I'm also looking I found in the basement a couple of different cleaning things um, they have like fuzzy cleaning things on a stick I may try using that in the shower this week so I've been using the fly lady system and the Fly Lady system, if you've never done it, when you go to the website, it's easy to get overwhelmed with a layer upon layer upon layer. It's kind of like, you know, layers of the onion. Well, when you're just starting out, you're just that little baby. Just, they call it uh, baby steps. And I've been kind of re-engaging in that and then adding the layers and layers and layers. And what's really nice is there's a lot of YouTubers out there, and I mentioned her before, but Diane in Denmark has been very inspiring this week was a five-day challenge to declutter. Now, what got me a couple weeks ago in the decluttering is thinking that I shouldn't have anything in the house and feeling guilty about the things that I do have. And then I wrote a big post on Saturday morning coffee where I was like, you know, it's okay to have things, but if you don't need it anymore or it's broken, then it needs to go to the proper place. So it was good this week. It was one item a day. And as I got going through the house and touching things, picking up things, I'm like, oh, medicine cabinet. I just decluttered this, but there are three things in here that are old. I'm not going to use or near empty. Got rid of them. I went through the back landing and a couple of times when I was in the cupboard, I found like pots and pans that I'm not going to use or old lunch boxes, you know, things like that. We've replaced them. And what Diane said that I thought was very, very thought-provoking was 
that was from a past life and I'm not living that life anymore. Yeah, that's very true. That Those items came from a long time ago. I'm not using them anymore. And some of them were just pure tea garbage. I mean, really, at this point in time, there was no salvaging anything. A pan that was, pan that was all burnt up and warped from scorching a popcorn in the bottom and a lunchbox that had been torn in the handle. You know, things like that. So as I got rolling along with it, it felt better. So I thought every day, if I just touch the things that I are I'm using great and if there's something next to it that I'm not using then I can declutter it. So that's been the housekeeping front for the last couple weeks trying to get those cobwebs out of here, get all of the dust gone, clean up, kind of organize, reorganize and I just keep telling myself it's a process right kind of like always being in a quilting process only the problem is when we are quilting we get to an end and each project is finished and we can start something new yeah not like that with housekeeping right oh my gosh it never ends and I think that every once in a while when you try to do too much too many changes too much to the routine was disrupted and I got a little overwhelmed but I'm over that now and back on track so that's been my adventure in kind of doing amalgamation between Clutterbug, I like her her uh, decluttering style and organizing the drawer style, totally works for me, using the spirit of KonMari and keeping things that spark joy, and then following the Fly Lady system, which I've employed for years. It's really a man time management system. So that's been that particular um insight over the last week and then today I nearly freaked out so I'm sitting there drinking well I wasn't even drinking coffee yet. I was getting ready to get up and get coffee and a mouse ran out from underneath my television entertainment stand oh my gosh I almost screamed because I don't normally see them in the living room and I'm like my precious fabric and stash it's October. It's a time of year where they're looking for little warm places. We've sealed up a lot of places in the house as we've done remodeling and fixing things. But how this little critter got in, I don't know. But war has been declared and I am going to get rid of the mouse. Um, if you've never lived in a home that has been invaded by animals or bugs, uh, all I can say is it's disgusting and it's gross. I've lived in the Southwest in a place that was infested with cockroaches and bugs. And it, oh, no matter what you did, it could, you couldn't get rid of them. And even when we tried to get pest control, it, it just was too far gone. I mean, this was like neglected for a long time. And of course, we were poor, so I couldn't afford to have pest control in regularly. But... I have since learned that everybody in certain parts of the country has pests. And the pests I get here are generally vermin, rodents, squirrels, voles. I've had them in a house once. Oh my gosh, we lived by a lake. So tree frogs and that kind of stuff stayed outside. Occasionally they would come in. But how these voles, which are like really big mice, and I didn't know that there were the difference between mice and voles until I flipped the light switch on after living in this rental house. 
and we had an old electric stove and four voles were in the stove and their heads little heads popped up between the electric burners and they were all over the place oh that was a battle the whole time we lived there but it was near a forest area it was on a you know a neighborhood near a lake oh my goodness that was so gross I mean I loved that house and when they wouldn't rent it to us anymore because they were selling it um, I was sad because I really liked living there but you know what I didn't miss having voles in my house I've had squirrels come in the house occasionally but usually we shoosh them out or I've had a dog that would um, take care of them but um, currently this mouse has just got me mad because it just triggers this this ugh, that it's all over my stuff and I might need to wash everything and if it gets into my yarn especially my wool yarn I will be very upset and of course my fabric my precious you know <laughs> so anyway mice um, I know there's a lots and lots of different ways to get rid of them I've always been successful once we employ several layers of um, dealing with them kind of like the onion of cleaning um, but we will not discuss them here. Um, just know that sometimes you got to take care of business because mice carry lots of germs and sicknesses. Same with other bugs. And especially like even we get a lot of mosquitoes up here. Got to got to take care of them because we're getting all kinds of illnesses that are um, vector born now. You know, vectors being the animals and passing them to humans. So I'm trying to be diligent, but not freak out totally. So on to quilting projects. I'm working with um, Sulky on another project for Christmas. So I designed the block and I'm going, I'm sewing that right now. It's a little bit of uh, secret sewing, but once it's up on their blog as a free pattern, I will let you guys know. The pumpkin table runner was has been up and you can find that on Sulky's blog as well as the apple mug rug and I've just been having lots and lots of fun working with them and just coming up with great ideas to help promote their their great ideas because they're promoting their um, products but it's great in the fact that it triggers some design skills that I've never used before and different crafting skills sewing skills quilting skills that I've never done before and it's great it's super super fun I don't feel like I'm stuck in a rut right when you're working with new things all the time it makes me feel happy and more creative and bringing things um, to my skill set that I've never had before so I've been working on that and the other thing I've been working on is my October finish we are on the 19th so I got all the rows to line up if you remember the last podcast on the disastrous attempt of putting together my pineapple quilt along it's a traditional pineapple block that I used very large sashing on it with six inch tiny pineapple six inch pineapple paper piece cornerstones and 12 inch pineapple blocks that was a project using Fat Quarter Shop's pineapple pad. And when I, I didn't take the time to take the paper off because I was running late on posting a photo for a blog hop with Fat Quarter Shop. And it didn't go together very well in spots and I didn't want to leave it that way before I quilted it. The other thing is it's square and I have enough fabric left over to make it a rectangle. So I'm almost finished with my cornerstones on the outer row 
Now I need to do three of the large pineapples that are 12 and a half inches. So I'm pretty excited about that. Will I get it done by October 31st? Maybe, maybe not. And that's okay. It was a goal. I had way too many goals. I had way too many things going on in my head that I was going to get all this stuff done. And you know what? Not all of it happened and that's okay. I did play around with my Cricut and learned more on the design space. So that was a fun thing to do on our creative souls. I've been posting um, some of the things that I did last weekend, which was making a banner and I made little circles with Halloween themes cut out and put them in picture frames. going to make some cards and I'm just having a wonderful time cutting out some projects for earrings um, I even stopped at a bead store uh, a couple weeks ago when we were in Frankenmuth and just really getting a lot of fun ideas. I am not a quilter purely all the time. In fact, if I just do quilting without something else, I do get kind of bored. And so it's really fun to work with all these different medias. And if you want to check out the, it's a pre-designed pattern on Cricut's design space. Um, I put them on our creative souls. It was so much fun that, you know, I'm just learning all of the different skills this maker has. Like one of them, and I, I guess I didn't realize is that you can put a pen in one side and a cutting tool in the other, and it will draw and cut. I'm just like, seriously, you could get a whole rainbow of colors and you could have it draw some separate things out. You could print things out on a color printer, then put it in and have it cut out perfectly like a die. Uh, only it's with a cutting tool that's computerized. Really amazing. I can't believe that we have the power to have this kind of a design tool in our homes run off of our little laptops or even a tablet if you had one that had enough memory and space. My tablet might, not sure. If the computer I have um, seems to be running out of a lot of space with that design space in it. I'm going to try putting it on my little tablet that's a few years old, but it seems to still be working well. So super fun, and they're almost instant gratification projects. Sometimes you need those things as you're working on these long-term projects. I, I think I hand-pieced maybe one hexi over the last couple of weeks. Got a few more to go, but it's kind of taking a little hiatus right now because I have revived a knitting project. So I did the shawl, which is super fun to knit in the evenings with a football game on. And I finished it and then I was like, oh, I'd really like to start another knitting project. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but my Instagram friend, um, Boho Heart Knits, no, but what, is, oh, I'm gonna look it up here, people. I want to get it right. It's Boho. Boho Heart Knits. I was correct. And her name is Heather. And she is um, putting out a new pattern shortly. We're testing. It's a table topper that you knit from the center out in a square. And it has very cool diagonals in a pattern with the knit. It's stocking at otherwise and has a great border on it. She is calling it her Claire Terra reading cloth pattern. It's about 26 inches across and I'm going to make it into a table topper 
and you can put um, tassels on the corners. You can fringe it, but I might put tassels in the corner, but I also might put a, I don't know, maybe a rose or a pom-pom or something in the center. But if you do that, then you can't put something on it right in the center. So that's probably a bad idea, but it'll be a perfect layer on top of a fabric to put like candles or something on maybe on my um treadle sewing machine it's a hundred percent cream wool oh it's a beautiful yarn and i think that'll be just the right size to protect the top of my singer sewing machine cabinet the treadle that i have that was my great grandmother's from about 1950 i think so I've been very excited because I also have been learning a new skill with that knitting. Starting in the center, casting on four double points is not new, but trying to keep it going and increasing every row and keeping your knitting needles from falling off. I actually own a ton of knitting needles. So as it is, the ton of knitting needles that I had, my mother bought at a yard sale when her neighborhood neighbor growing up she passed away and she was a huge knitter crocheter all kinds of stuff but those knitting needles were in a tall tin that are you know as tall as knitting needles and we went through probably hundreds of knitting needles and do you think that a size five double point short needles were in there or a size five circular? No, there's 20 size ones and 11s and sixes and all kinds, but no fives. The sixes, I didn't have both double points or a circular or I would have made it work. But anyway, so, you know, I have a thousand antique knitting needles. Well, they're probably antique isn't the proper word. I'm finding that vintage is anything over what, 10, 15, 20 years old. They're older than that. So I had, I have a huge collection of vintage knitting needles. There are um, no size fives. Well, I went to Hobby Lobby and found some and they have a nice selection of knitting needles. Um, that's the only store I have in town that would have anything like that. And it was very affordable. So the thing I'm learning in this is the knitting from the center out, but I'm also learning about stitch markers. I've never used them before and I didn't really know how to use them. So I'm learning more and more about it and finding, yeah, this is a great idea and you can make your own stitch markers. I've happened to see some really cute ones out there and I might make myself a couple of cute ones with beads, some of the beads I've bought and jump rings. I don't know. I just think it's pretty fun. Uh, you can make your craft and the notions and the tools you use fun and beautiful and interesting. And that was very cool. The other thing that I've been thinking a lot about is um, I'd like to do crocheted roses. I don't know why. Paper flowers, cutting out flowers on the Cricut, crocheting roses. Um, they've just been really on my mind. And I saw a couple of really cool tutorials on Instagram and I might try to do that you know before the holidays the other thing that I saw was super cute that I might try is tassels only made with like leather and they're they're very cool so I thought maybe that would be some fun things to do for earrings or some other type of project maybe tassels for my purse something to make them a little more up to date and boho 
So that's my knitting project, no crocheting project. And I haven't been prepping any more hexes because I did that over the summer and I've got a bunch of probably, you know, another six or so for the temperature quilt. And then I have the um, B hexes that I did for the summer and some extra fabric. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Maybe some sort of um, storage thing or a pouch or I don't know. See, that's the thing. I make all of these hexes and then I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a pouch or a, uh, a quilt or hmm, I don't know. I can't make up my mind. I start having doubts about what to do with them because I'm not sure if I'm sewing them together right. And then what, no, the next project is how to sew the hexagons together. So that will be a whole nother skill in itself. So overall, that's the kind of crafting I've been doing. I loaded a long arm um, customer quilt on the frame and going to get that rocking and rolling. Um, trying to keep up with all of it has been, you know, a challenge sometimes. And this week I just needed more time to work on catching up, cleaning up and organizing things. And I've still been sewing lots of different little blocks for that pineapple quilt. I'm like, now I remember why in June I kind of got rushed. I mean, these are labor intensive projects. And the more modern pineapple project that I was working on is kind of been put on hold. And I'll probably pick that up in another week or two. The one that Pat Sloan featured on her podcast with all two and a half inch blocks. They're long, skinny rectangles. They're pretty cool too. And it's been fun studying the colors of that K facet um, layer cake to figure out why does it work? All these wild and crazy colors in here. And I'm trying to figure out how to um, pick my own fabrics and maybe studying these lines that are in pre-cuts or in lines that designers do to try to figure out, you know, what I'm do wrong. And it's mostly in value where I make my mistakes. So I need, I've been studying it for a couple of years on my own and I'm finding that I need high contrast and looking at families of colors, using a color wheel on what might go together better in some of my quilt choices. So another fun thing that I did this week was actually work related. And our work has a conference that they put on for patients that we serve. And I was able to spend the day talking to people about stress management using crafting. And we had coloring pages while I checked blood pressures, BMIs, and talked about healthy lifestyles in an all-day conference. It was so much fun. And I really enjoy seeing people that I've worked with off, off and on in different capacities over my 25-year career. And it is just great. And the, the, the best part of the whole time is seeing people that I worked with when I was a nurse in the early days. And they're still doing fantastically well. And what's super about it is you know that you were part of that team. But one thing that I learned as an introvert is when I got home after, a, I don't know, it was six or seven hours of being at the conference, I was totally and utterly exhausted. I don't know why. It's like I didn't do that much, but it's just being on and constantly talking and sharing and running um, the table. And I don't know. I was thoroughly, thoroughly 
exhausted at the end of the work day. And although it was completely um, satisfying to do, and it was a great way to end the week, what's beautiful about it was the location is at the edge of a, a ski resort. And the valley was filled with lots of color and the trees looked beautiful and it was a sunny day and it was just good all the way around. But um, it took me um, last night and into today before I felt like I got my energy back after all of that talking and after a long day of sharing and being with people. So that just confirms to me more and more the older I get that I know I am completely an introvert and <laughs> I got my energy back of being alone and doing some sewing and creating and cleaning and organizing and eating some good food and drinking some good coffee and chilling out. Now, Saturday is today and we changed it up because we've been finding that we've been doing all of our cleaning and stuff first thing in the morning. And does this happen in your city? We've gotten real busy. We've grown a little bit. We're getting a lot of tourists. But by the time we get to the store in the afternoon or evening on a Saturday or Sunday, there's like no foods, you know, in certain categories. And things are super picked over. I'm like, man, I just never really had this happen except around the holidays. So we decided to go grocery shopping first in the morning and by the time we got up and at it it was about 10 o'clock when we got to the store it was great it wasn't very crowded and then I did the afternoon of watching a little bit of football and then cleaning up in the afternoon and in between different um, activities in there I did some sewing and some knitting and I'm going to continue to do that throughout the evening but the thing about it is I'm finding that changing the routine is good, but it's also thrown me off after a day of being thrown off of doing that conference, which is something I don't, I only do a couple, we do it a couple times a year. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be like, I know 30 days to change a habit is the old saying, and it's going to take a while to do the grocery shopping in the morning before all the foods picked over and then do the cleaning in the afternoon. It kind of reverses the order of the day and it kind of is making my brain turn inside out a little bit. So I was just thinking I just need to keep adding new routines, you know, in and this is part of it. You know, the new routine and cleaning with the fly lady isn't really new. So that wasn't like a big stretch. I'm just trying to break it up into smaller 10 or 15 minute increments. But man, the shopping in the morning threw me off, even though I feel like I did a better job at doing it. So I'm looking for any tips or any ideas on streamlining things and changing routines. I think most of it is just doing it. I tried writing it down. I don't know. I find that tedious. Um, but that was a suggestion on one of the websites and, um, the experts who do this kind of thing saying writing it down and that way you can follow the list until you commit to having a new routine and that may, I may try that with the Saturday a little bit more but as you know the thing is is life happens and you wind up doing things out of order quite a bit you know it's not like set in stone that you're going to do this in this order all the time I don't know, but my brain wants to function like that. It wants to do, okay, you get up at this time, you do this, you do this, you do this. 
And I tend to do that a lot during the week. And my Saturday being reversed has kind of thrown me off a bit. But I think I'm seeing the value of it because we got better deals, better food, um, some sale items, and all the things we were looking for. The unfortunate thing is now, um, because I've been going to Aldi's, we put S on everything, sorry, Aldi, um, we went to the next regional grocery store, but they didn't have a couple things. So now my husband is having to go to the third store today. And I know most people do that, but I hate doing that so much. I really don't like shopping. So trying to do all of that, and we wound up doing a couple of hours. We usually do two stores. Today we're doing three. I just told them, I said, why don't you go do some of the window shopping you want to do and pick up the two things at Walmart that we couldn't find at the other two stores. I just can't possibly do it because shopping wears me out. And at the same time, um, I only like doing it in little increments. I'm seeing the value of Instacart. Not so sure I can convince him because <laughs> all of our grocery stores now, we are coming into the modern age in this little town, is that we could do online ordering and pickup or we could get Instacart or we could get, um, I think Meyer uses Shipped. Um, I, I think they're all similar types of things. Some are membership things and some are by the trip. And we even have a couple of <clears throat> excuse me, delivery people in town where they're independents and they could go and pick a few things up for you. I'm almost to that point because that's the problem. The stores are so full. The last one was so full we couldn't get checked out. Then we wind up doing self-checkout because they don't have anything else open and it's a disaster. All of this new technology with checking out at the stores is stressing me out. Let me get on my soapbox here. You know, there was a time when you know, you would have people help you with all of this. You know, you would go in a store. If you couldn't find something, they would show you where it is. Now I have to look for people to help me find things because they always are resetting the stores over and over. That's another thing that got changed. The grocery stores outside of Aldi, they've all reset their stores. And I can't find a darn thing. And then to check out, it's like, you have to know how to run a cash register. You have to scan your stuff. You have to bag your stuff. You have to do, these are skills I learned early on in life because I did work in a grocery, but it's, it's just like, seriously, why does it feel so stressful to go to the store, check your own stuff out, run your own credit card. I know people think that, you know, it's probably just part of the experience, but for me, it's adding on all these other, again, layers of tasks to do a simple thing like go to the store has all these additional steps that I would rather avoid and have somebody do it that's probably more proficient at it than me. So that was part of our disaster at the Meyer is self-checking out and we take our own bags so we're not, you know, wasting single-use plastic bags. But then it's like, then they're too big and then you move stuff and then the thing goes off because the bagging area was, you know, weight changed and, and, uh, we had to have the lady come help us three times. I felt like I was a 90 year old woman trying to check out, but it's like, it's, it shouldn't be this hard, right? It shouldn't be this hard to go grocery shopping. So then they have this other technology where you can scan your items at Meyer as you go through it. Okay. 
If you're scanning it on your phone as you go through the store, then it must mean that you have to run the internet on your phone. Just like if I'm trying to do the online coupons. Well, this store has no internet service at the back of the store. So what good does it do you if you're going through the store picking up stuff and then you can't check it out on your phone and then I, I think you check with somebody else on the way out that you weren't stealing stuff, I think, and then it like charges it to your card. I don't know. That seems way too complicated for me. Um, hiring somebody to do my groceries seems romantic and awesome, but it's kind of like, yeah, but you don't get to pick your meat and you don't get to pick anything else that might be fresh or not. And you certainly don't get all of the coupons. So how are you dealing with groceries? It's making me nuts. Um, quite honestly, grocery shopping, clothes shopping, it's terrible. Craft shopping is no, no problem there. Quilt shopping, no problem there. Fabric shopping, no problem there. <laughs> but it's grocery shopping. It's like the bane of my existence. I feel like that's all I do is grocery shop. Do we have stuff to make a meal? No, we don't. Got to go to the store. And now the sad thing is I live in town, so I could run to the grocery store if we want. But then you wind up having weird meals because you can't find what you're looking for because they reset the store. Okay, off the soapbox. End of my <laughs> rant about grocery shopping. And, you know, everyday item shopping because they're now all in these superstores. You know, things like cleaning products and um, mouse war weapons and um, things to fix your house or tools, things like that. It's just made, it's made way more difficult than I think it needs to be. And now um, being in midlife, um, I, I'm good at technology, but man, that self-checkout is brutal. It is totally brutal. So don't forget, I have a Patreon site. If you would like to join, you can go to my website, mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. And there is a link at the top of the page about where to go for patron, your patron. You are a patron going to Patreon. See, I get that confused. But the Patreon site will give you the new monthly extra content podcast that I'll be doing. There probably will be uh, more in a 15 to 20 minute format. And next year I'll be adding a premium podcast. I have a newsletter. Be sure to sign up while you're on the website and the show notes will be at the mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com website. Let me know what you think. And if you would like, you can just shoot me an email. If you join the newsletter, then you can always shoot me an email back because I know some people just don't like commenting out loud on a website in this day and age. It's kind of a scary thing sometimes. Feel free to email me at vholloway12345 at gmail.com. Everybody, you have the most wonderful week and quilt on everyone. Mm -hmm.